One of my favorite people in the land is back with me today to kick it off uh, properly. She's my former co-host on the Travel Cast uh, when I was doing that series. She's one of the greatest people in the land. Um, never short of adventure. This one here, uh, she every single time you follow her on or, or check out her Instagram or anything she's doing, something's going on. There's never not something going on on now mostly because of where she lives in the world which is amazing whistler bc and there's always something to do there but it's because she's one of the busiest in the land she's one of my favorite people in the land and as i continue on this series about making it who better to have on than somebody who i think has made it does she think that she's made it I'm not 100% sure, but when you ask her about it, it's Mercedes Nickel, my good friend uh, from uh, the, the fellow Dean Blundell Network, uh, a protege, uh, podcaster with a dropping in with, with Mercedes Nickel, which has taken off and become one of the biggest podcasts in the world. <laughs> Just, it's never ending with her. Hello, Mercedes. Welcome back to the show. Hi, friend. Thank you. That was so nice. And thank you for yeah. thinking that I made it. That's it. That's the intro and that's the show. I mean, <laughs> that's, that's what it is. We're done. Thanks, you, done. everybody. It's been great. We're done. Brent thinks I made it, guys. Thanks. That's all that matters. Well, I mean, uh, listen, so this whole thing is about, uh, I got asked all the time about how you, you know, uh, you make it in the music industry or how things have been going in the, in the, in the business and things like that. And then people often say to me, wow, man, you made it. And I'm like, well, what does that mean? What does that definition know. of making it mean? And I was like, well, there's a lot of people I want to get on this show to get their definition of mm -hmm. making it. Um, I certainly think someone who's made the Olympics four times, recovered from traumatic injuries and changes people's lives daily would Aww. definitely make the cut for making it. See, and I think it all comes down to perspective because – I think it's always the outsider's perspective that's like, dude, you've made it. Whereas like some people might say they've made it after one Olympics. I went to four, which I, again, don't recommend because um, it's very <laughs> difficult and a lot of pressure on your life. But um, yeah, it's everyone's outside perspective on whether you made it. And I think for me as, as who I am, like you're always trying to make it like, uh, yeah, I went to the Olympics. I did, I did that. I snowboarded my whole life, but you're kind of always transforming into something new. And so you're always trying to make it something new, even if you've done something in the past and people are like, you made it. You can, you can retire like five right. times in your lifetime. 
Well, you know, and I guess the beginning of this thing starts with what was your initial goal when you were starting out um, snowboarding? Yeah, I mean, like, that's a good question. My my initial goal was I, I wanted to get away from um, losing friends at figure skating. And snowboarding was like a way more friendly sport to, to kind of learn and progress. And I just wanted to have fun. And that's like always the stupidest thing to say when you're snowboarding. And then one thing, it's like a tumbleweed it like or snowball it just goes bigger and bigger and your goals get bigger as as you progress and that's like a full-on life lesson um you can start off with this tiny goal of like switching sports and just having fun to okay now I really want to compete okay I'm done I've done local competitions oh I really I want to do national team things I want to learn new tricks I mean, I never really wanted to be on the national team. It just kind of happened. Um, and then going to the Olympics, it just, it, it, it was just the next goal. So um, I, I don't know that I achieved my goals at the Olympics, I would I say. So do I feel like I made it? A lot of snowboarders would probably say no. Um, again, I don't know what their perspective is. It's mm-hmm. such a, it's such a like tight knit community sport, but again, you don't really like know when you've made it, I guess you get, a paycheck and I probably made it when I was really young. Um, that kind of like, it's, it's difficult in some sports, like snowboarding so new and I don't know when you make it, especially now with sponsors, like mm-hmm. oh, is anyone actually getting paid to do what they love to do? <laughs> right. Like podcast or anything like that. Like the fun thing is when I think about somebody that would have taken your path, like you started out, you know, snowboarding and then, at some point you would have gotten good enough that someone would have probably said to you, you're really good. Maybe you should think about doing this. Yeah. Right. So then you investigate going and doing that and then you do it well. And then all of a sudden you like, I'm sure there's all these mini goals. Like, Hey, I just want to, I just want to get paid to snowboard, but then it's like, wait a minute. I might have thought about though. I never even thought that was a possibility of like getting paid to snowboard. And then I started winning checks and then I started getting free gear and then I started getting paychecks. And I was like, I just, I don't know, man. I was just in it so much that I didn't think of it as a job until like the end, until I was like, so over competing. And that was when I knew it was, it was time to finish competing. Where was that? What was the moment where you were really good and you are really good? I'm just saying, where's the moment you were really good. Yeah. And then someone had said, you should think about doing this seriously. I don't think anyone ever told me that. I think I kind of mm. just was like, yeah, I want to try this competition. It's here. Yeah. I'm going on to this next one. And then I had like, I went, I was at a snowboard camp. This was my aha moment. And I had it on, on one episode of my podcast where I was like, and then Devin Walsh told me I had good style and I thought I won snowboarding. So (laughs) I mean, it's just like little things along the way that you take snippets from people and you're like, yeah, I did a really good trick. Like, and someone gives you a pat on the back and you're like, okay, yeah, yeah. And you kind of always need validation in things that you're doing, right? You don't always get it. Um, no, you so, don't. And then there are people that are not as as like humble that are like, mm-hmm. 
yeah, I made it. <laughs> That's just not me. So I don't know. I'm but you, but, but there was more. a point though. There had to have been a point mm. where you realized that maybe you're better than other people. And I don't mean that in an ego way. There's got to be a point where you're like, I think I could probably make a go of this. I mean, I never really thought that because I was like, there's still girls that are better out there than me. And if they're sure. not the girls, it's the guys. Then the guys are better than me and they can do more. So mm. that's why I say I don't like I shook my head at the beginning that I don't think I made it. But yeah, I was um, a professional snowboarder for almost 20 years. So I, I no one can take that away from me. <laughs> I mean, if you called them up like right now and we're like, hey, guys, I think I want to come over to the next Olympics. Are you good enough right now to, to, to just, Oh, do you know what? A friend friend just told me, she's like, I mean, she's like, you could go, you could definitely go again. And I was like, that's a really nice compliment. Um, I don't want to, (laughs) (laughs) my body hurts. And you know what? Like I wouldn't want to go to an Olympics that I didn't think I could do well at. How is your, how is your health? After everything. And for those who are just tuning in or listening or just seeing this for the first time, Mercedes had a pretty nasty accident uh, on the last Olympics or the Olympics before yeah, the third one, 2014, yeah. um, and battled back to make the next Olympics, mm-hmm. uh, which caused a serious amount of trauma for you and a bunch of other things. And the greatest comeback story ever is making that that fourth Olympics. Yeah. But then, you know, to your you're, you're saying – I don't want to go back. Like, I just don't, I, I could probably go back, but I don't want to go back. Um, are, like your body could do it or is your body kind of done? Oh gosh. Is it over? Is your body over it? No, I still snowboard like almost every day. Um, but, being but the training at, I'm talking like yeah, that, being training. At that level, I would, I would need to put a lot more time into the gym, which I have not been doing, but new year's resolution. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Like I didn't, you know, when, when sports taken away from you, you don't realize how fit you were actually at it. Um, it's nice to step away. And I, I, yeah, I don't know. I'm good. You're I'm good. good. Yeah. 20 Which years, is a, man. That's got to be a great don't feeling. Don't do a though. job that long. <laughs> no, it's got, and that's got to be an amazing feeling to, to just put that behind you. Cause I know you're now you will get into the podcast and some of the other stuff that you're doing now. But um, when that book closes, Mm-hmm then you've got to look to the future. So I give an example and I gave it a couple of weeks ago where I had uh, worked very, very hard to get to a certain level of running concerts. And then I did one in like my hometown and it was like Pearl Jam and it was sold out. And I was like, Oh my God, I, you know, my personal definition at the time was that I had made it, mm-hmm. but then realized that, you know, I said, I'd only made it to like the bottom of the next level. I know. And I, and, right. And so then after I got through that, then I had to change things as to where I actually wanted my career to go, which set these little mini goals. So yeah. snowboarding ends, you teach now, you've got all these other things mm-hmm. that you're doing. Uh, but so do you reset, set new goals and try to make it at something else? Or are you changing your, the, just the way you live life now and you're, you're very content. Do you have another making it thing inside of you that you're trying to go after? I mean, transitioning from an elite athlete to real life is something that's um, very difficult for most athletes. Uh, and so the years in between trying to figure out who you are without having that 
I'm an athlete mentality attached to it is, is a struggle for sure. So I'm super glad that I've fallen into the podcast. Don't know where it's going to take me, but I really enjoy it. My last episode, I got to uncover like vulnerable people sharing their stories about the shoulder season blues and um, seasonal affective dis- like disorder. So um, I don't know. Sometimes the goals are just to come up with new podcast ideas. Um, right. Also, I do the Ride with an Olympian program um, at Whistler Blackcomb, and that gives me like – I love it so much. I get to see people go from beginner snowboarders to carving in like two days. It's it's so great. Or I get to guide people on the mountain that have never been down a black run before. Um, that the, I like to see other people achieve their goals now, you know, like be a little less selfish because being in sport is definitely a very selfish thing. Um so I don't know what's next. I think, I think that's the thing though. Like I had a, um, a couple of teachers from my high school on and I was like, what do you think the next generations of kids jobs are going to be? And they're like, they're not even made yet. Well, so, there's like, so many options. There's so many options for them now. Like some of these kids can be like, listen to us. Some of these kids. No, but like, that's the thing. I don't know what my next thing will be because mm-hmm. I don't think it's been invented yet. Do you have a, do you have an opportunity to parlay everything into coaching now? Like, could you be a coach for team Canada now? Or is that something where you're like, I'm going to coach the next gold medalist or I'm going to, is that something that you've thought about? I mean, I definitely thought about it. It's on the back burner. Um, I still like, it'll only be four years from stepping away from competition. Mm -hmm. And I think I just need a little bit more time before I dive back into that world again. To build a giant podcast. Yeah. (laughs) Which is already giant. Look at this one. Dropping in with Mercedes. Everyone should check it out and subscribe and like, and do all the things. She has an amazing, amazing show. Um, And she talks to people about different things. It's very specific. Now something just happened. We talked originally when you built this thing about having, um, the best podcast in Whistler, for instance, or having the best podcast regionally or something like that. How has that growth gone when you've launched something like this? You come out of a show, you come out of like frantic training and madness, and now you've got a pod and we, you know, you co-hosted with me and you had other people on and you did some stuff, but is it daunting or is this like a new goal now to like a new thing for you. I think, the, I think the most daunting thing is that I've, I do, it's not like a normal podcast where people just have people on all the time and you can like just pick and choose. I try and really be strategic in what I do and have like these 10 episode series that will benefit at the season or time um, the, to the listeners. And like it, doesn't matter if it's like a year later, you're still going to benefit from that series. Whether right. it's what's it's in not your time, it's not time stamped. It's not yeah, necessarily it's, time it's stamped. It's not, but it's like ten guests or, or nine guests with a bonus episode. Um, and so I think the most daunting part is what you asked is trying to come up with a new series that I think will really help people. Hmm. So. That's da- that's daunting, but it's a challenge, and it's something that you know. It yeah. can, it, you sent me a message a little while ago about it got it got picked up at like by a local shop there. That's yeah. a cool. That's a cool like milestone where it's like, well, it's been recognized enough. 
that yeah. now it's it's on. So how is that working? Are they showing it once a week or a couple of times a it's month? Or how's it work? Cool. Um, so the local Shaw channel in Whistler, channel number four. Um, they there's only there's up. only five channels up there. By the way. Are there? There's, oh. there's only five channels in Whistler. <laughs> Um, channel number four, they picked up dropping in and they are currently showing what's in your pack series, uh, at really random hours. I mean, it could be like three in the morning or three in the afternoon or noon. Um, and they've, I just keep kind of sending them episodes and every couple weeks they upload new ones. So, um, I think they have three episodes that they've shown so far. Um, and we're just going to go through the roster of, um, the episodes that I had on video, which started on uh, episode 21. Right. It's amazing. Just the, when you started and, and I had you on and we had like whatever, um, it, it was hilarious because it's get the gear, it's get this, it's get, it's like anything else. It's growing at the time. Yeah. It's, it's basically, you're trying to figure this thing out as we go. We're getting, uh, we're getting, um, what do you call it? Uh, um, people that are giving us advice as we go and we tried mm-hmm. to build this thing out and, and all the rest of it. But I, I, I find it hilarious that like, you know, it, it never stops evolving. And now you've got this new goal. Well, got, it's so funny it, though. Sorry to interrupt you, but it's yeah. so funny. Cause you're like, Mercedes, you're, you're going to do a podcast. And I was like, okay, I'm going to learn how to do a podcast. I have no idea what I'm doing. And then you're like, okay, we want you on video. And like, Oh my gosh, we're going on YouTube. Like, I don't know how to do that either, guys. I'm 38. I didn't learn it in school like the kids. So, um, I mean, that's been super cool for me as well. And then also going live like this, I think is so awesome. Um, I just keep learning and evolving. And so I don't know these tiny little goals will take it somewhere. And already we're we're on TV. (laughs) Do your friends, uh, do you have somebody that that you think has made it in your life? Oh my gosh, so many people. My friend, um, Dom Valet, she's on um, one of my episodes. She's a a Chinese medicine doctor. Like I have, I remember celebrating, I think it was my 35th birthday and I may have been the only one drinking because everyone else was either a doctor or pregnant in the room. And I was just like, why are all my friends doctors? Like, I'm so proud of them. I'm so proud. Like one of the, I have two friends that are double doctors. Um, I mean, like, yeah, all my friends, I'm so proud of all of them. They, they help me try to pursue more goals all the time. It's, I mean, we all, we watch our friends trying to make it. My co-host Chris on the kids on the escalator, you know, uh, all I know forever, all he wanted to do was make a comic book. And then he made a comic book and sold out of the comic book. And I'm like, like, come on, going after these, you know, that's, is that his version of making it? I don't like, you know, I do, I run concerts around the world. Have I made it? I I, I mean, there's always somebody that's run. There's always somebody that's run more concerts. Well, I know you've made it like I've gone to backstage with you. It's the coolest. And like I, in my eyes, you've made it because you love what you do. Well, I mean, that definition of like getting paid to do what you love to do, Mm -hmm. which, which, you know, I think ultimately we want to pass on to everybody is, you know, you should get paid to do what you love to do because then it's not work. And Mm -hmm. then as you kind of build through the process and you, you gain more experience and you gain more, more everything, it'll take its sort of definition of that. Um, I, 
still feel like there's a ton of work to do because <laughs> as I said, there's always somebody that's done a hundred more stadiums than me. That's there's always somebody human. that's, that's you're right. Human so, and you want more. Everyone wants more to do more unless you just smoke a lot of weed and do nothing. I don't, I don't, I, I work a lot. So, I, I mean, know, I work, I, know. I work pretty, pretty hard at it, but I, I, I mean, I, I, the, the, the definition to me is, is really um, how you spend your time. So time is the only thing really in life that we don't get back. We really don't get back time. Mm-hmm. There's so many other things you can reset. There's so many other things that you can do, but time is the only thing you don't get back. So how do you want to spend that time? hundred percent. And so it's how like, are, how, well, I yeah. think, I think a perfect example that the listeners will understand from this is COVID. Like, so many people have changed their jobs while in COVID because they're like, I don't actually really like what I'm doing. Or like, maybe you don't like the people that you're hanging out with at work. And like, you can change that. It's your choice. It's your life. It's the time, again, that you will never get back. So freaking, yeah, it's super scary. And same as transitioning as an athlete, trying to figure out what you want to do next. It's so similar to COVID times where you're like, well, you're just thinking about things and maybe you're ready to make a move. So I urge everyone to make that move. Right. Don't waste any time. I mean, it's like literally like time is, how do you want to spend it? I I don't know. I don't want to spend it depressed or anything like that. So yeah, I want to keep a smile on my face and I want to keep trying to Mm -hmm. better the earth. (laughs) I mean, we're kind of destroying it, but. One what makes you say that? I mean, we just flooded out and then we had a giant snowstorm here in Vancouver. I know. Yeah, there's happened. so much snow in Whistler right now. <laughs> I was there's- just up at Grouse with the kids yesterday and it was like, well, it just, it's like you get snow and then it piles more snow on and more snow on. It just never, never It was ends. like dark on the mountain today because mm. there was so much snow coming down. And then we were going up with a patroller and they were like, lightning. And I was like, can you get lightning when it's snowing well global warming (laughs) mother nature i was like of course of course it's gonna lightning now like what else are you gonna throw at us mother nature black (laughs) panther it's gonna rain black panthers down on us and we're gonna be (laughs) done you know it's so crazy Tornado could be Um, a thing right (laughs) um so so you're still trying to make it would you say you kind of made it then I mean, like, like you kind I of felt, a copy. You know what? I felt really happy. Well, this whole roller coaster ride of the Pyeongchang Games. I mean, I felt good in 2010 at those Olympics, but then after those Olympics, I was fourth at an X Games, and I was like, "All right, I'm like in. I can fit in with these girls. Like, I can get there. I can achieve greatness in snowboarding, in competing in halfpipe." Um, I think a lot of people might, their perspective would be like, yeah, yeah, she made it. Um, but I mean, did I win gold at any time other than like at, at nationals? No. So, <laughs> so it's right. tough. It's tough to define, right? Because it's yeah. it, if you go in and then you make the Olympics, it's like, well, I trained and I made the Olympics, so I made it. But yeah. really, I want that gold medal. 
And like, and, and when I was competing, I never like thought about any of these stats that I'm sure everyone blurts out when you're watching it on TV. Like right. you just don't know those stats. You're like, I'm at a competition. I'm here to compete. I'm taking it one hit at a time. And like, it is what it is. Like not until I had to do speaking engagements, did I figure out that I was like something like a five-time national champion. And then I have eight world cup medals. Don't ask me where they are. My parents have everything. I probably put them in a box and like, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's a wild ride and I'm sure other people may pay attention to it, but not this girl. I move on quickly. I'm a Sagittarius. I think you can, uh, (laughs) I think we can agree that, uh, that you've kind of made it. Thanks. All right, he kind of he kind of made it. Four Olympics, mm. you know, a couple of other World Cups. He kind of made it. Do you know what? I really I got to go to the junior, the sorry, the youth Olympics as kind of like a mentor slash learning mm. about events and stuff like that. And that's kind of when I felt like I I I had something to give back. So maybe I would mm-hmm. say I made it. Yeah, I think I, I mean you do the TED Talk, which is amazing. Yeah. Um, you know, I, when this series is done of me talking about people who've made it, I gotta I gotta throw you in the category of made it of making it. So to me, Mercedes Nickel has made it. So that's just my perspective. What the hell do I know? Talk to me about dropping in, and then we'll let you get out of here. What's yeah, going so- on? Um, dropping in, I just finished, uh, our kind of fall, my fall series. Um, I was feeling super down. Uh, COVID is the worst ever. Um, and so I talked to a bunch of doctors and athletes to get their perspective and what they to do to feel better when it's like super dark in Canada and we don't have our sports. Um, Mm -hmm. and so I'm really, really, really proud of that series. Uh, also you're probably going to want to check out what's in your pack. That's a series that I did last year and it has a bunch of athletes. Um, some athletes that will be going to the Beijing Olympics about what's in their packs. Um, so yeah. And then I'm, I'm looking to probably do some kind of Olympic themed one, uh, right before the games we might do some live episodes. So, uh, check it all out at dropping. You in know, I account. think you got to try to get, I, I know you don't want to go over there, but you should probably try to get a media pass and just like, Oh, I think it would be really hard right now. COVID. I don't like the athletes are only going in and then out. Well, it sounds to me it's like perfect opportunity then to uh, do live uh, from, you know, Whistler and you can just get some of these interviews on uh, some of these athletes on. But um, everyone check out Dropping In. It's a great um, podcast. Uh, She's got a great series going on. She's a natural. Uh, (laughs) She's one of my good friends, uh, fellow um, uh, co-host of mine on uh, when I was going through a, a different series of, of shows and, and wonderful. when you could travel, remember when I could travel, yeah, I'll be traveling again in 22 eventually. But uh, what is the definition of making it according to Mercedes nickel? Final question. I think it's just, Oh, it's, that's such a hard question. <laughs> I think making it, um, being satisfied with what you've, what you've done, but knowing that there's always room for more. Um, and then other people's kind of perspective of you. 
You can find her on the TED Talks. You can find her on the mountain teaching little kids and grown-ups and everybody how to snowboard. You can see her. Uh, she goes and talks to fellow Olympians. She does it all. She's one of the best in the land. She's got a great podcast. You need to check it out. That is my friend, Mercedes Nickel. Thank you so much, my friend, for joining me Thank on you. making it. Mercedes Nickel, according to me, has made it. It's up for debate. You tell me, the listener, has Mercedes made it? Yeah, sure tell me it. too. I want to know. <laughs> Thanks for the time, friend. I really appreciate it. That is my good friend, Mercedes Nickel. This is the Brenton on Tour podcast. Join me next week again. We're going to continue this making it series with somebody else who I might have thought has made it. And they're going to tell me whether they thought they did or not. Who knows? Thanks, everybody. Hi, I'm Mercedes Nickel, four-time Winter Olympian and host of Dropping In, a podcast with Mercedes. This is a podcast where I interview a bunch of different people. I get the good, the bad, and the ugly, as well as I share my stories along the way. Now you can drop in at droppingin.com or subscribe on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube. I'll see you soon. Kids. I'm your eager beaver. And I'm Mr. Grizzly. If you love politics or hate politics, then have we, we the perfect, perfect podcast for you. The True North Eager Beaver. Incisive political commentary. We keep you up to date and give you the political and media literacy you seek. To help you cut through the bovine fecal matter. Facts first. Sound analysis. Sometimes I growl. Sometimes I sass. We impart civics and build community. And we share some laughs along the way. Being informed and engaged has never been more fabulous. Or sexy. Catch us on, on the Dean Blundell, Blundell Network. Network. Or on our YouTube channel. Or wherever you get your podcasts. Because, because democracy, democracy is, is something, something you do. do.